Ding, 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 ding. Good times come and good times go and when they do, hold on to these bones and feathers, herbs and stone, words and weather, hearth and home. Hippie witch, hippie witch, magic with the switch of your mind. So kind and believing. Hippie witch, season three, my favorite number. Thanks for joining me for episode 474 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the groovy creatrix behind Kick-Ass Witch, putting the game. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's try this again. Hi! <laughs> Hello! Thanks for joining me for episode 474 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the groovy creatrix behind Kick-Ass Witch, putting the K in magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and all that good shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or Back on the description page for this episode, back on Blog Talk Radio, where, get this, it is an embarrassment of riches today when it comes to free ebooks, because you will also find a link to my new free ebook. <laughs> I am certain that my neighbors think I'm off my rocker. All the windows are open right now because I want to be comfortable. I want to be comfortable. <laughs> so they have to hear all of this. The new free ebook is The Tao of Biz Witchery 13 Ways Your Online Biz is a Spiritual Practice. If you happened to catch last week's episode, you caught me in a couple of lies. Unintentional. A lie is not a lie if you don't know you're lying but there were a couple things that were said that turned out to not be true. One was that this episode you are listening to right now, I said, I'll be back here this week with another episode, a Biz Witch episode. That is what you're listening to right now, but hello, it's, it's the following week. If you've been reading my newsletter, you know why. This is coming at you a week later. Maybe I'll tell you about it here in a second, but there's that. And then I also said that the free ebook would be shorter than my first free ebook, which is Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and all that good shit. It needs an edit. I've been giving away that ebook since March 2012. That is how old Kick-Ass Witches. How about that? I'm proud of it, but it needs an edit because my life has changed and there are some personal things in there that, speaking of things that aren't true, they're no longer true. <laughs> I'm no longer married, for example. So I would like to update that ebook at some point, but for now, I just consider it kind of a, a time capsule. 
that's where I was at back in the day. That's what I had to share back in the day. And this ebook, The Tao of Biz Witchery, actually turned out to be much longer. I have been compiling everything that I know about running an online biz. Actually, I've been doing that for years, for many, many, many years for myself, but I've been putting it together. There's going to be a Biz Witch 101 audio journey, but I also wanted to create this free ebook, The Tao of Biz Witchery, 13 Ways Your Online Biz is a Spiritual Practice. I wanted to create that for free, and I thought, oh, it'll be short. <laughs> 13 Ways do, do I strike you as a person <laughs> that can talk about 13 ways of anything without going on and on and on? So it was a monster of an ebook, and I thought I will just edit this down into little bite-sized pieces, but there are some sections that I just could not bring myself to cut down too far. It's There are sections where I'm talking about fear and failure and the shadow. And I just thought, I just thought I would spoil the core message if I cut it down too far. So the book comes in at, I don't know, it's, it's getting up there close to 40 pages, something like that. I love it. I'm super happy with how it turned out. Please follow the link to pick up a copy if you yourself are a spiritual entrepreneur or if you have long fantasized about maybe starting your own online biz or if you just like to see how the sausage is made, as they say. If you're just the curious sort, you might enjoy it. I'm not sure, but I definitely enjoyed writing the thing. This is what I love to do. I love to talk biz. And this is something that I kind of grew up with. My dad was a serial entrepreneur, and he was always giving unsolicited advice to everyone. <laughs> you know what you should do. <laughs> he still does it to me. Like, I have a successful biz. Thank you very much, Dad. I love my biz. And he's always like, hey, you know what you should do. <laughs> and it's always something like, you should start a t-shirt line. Hello, I've had a t-shirt line, and I currently sell t-shirts. People wear hippie witch t-shirts, if you did not know this, and kick-ass witch t-shirts. It's a thing. <laughs> ah, but he's always got an idea, and he's always, like, pushing his ideas, and I guess that rubbed off on me. It's something that I've had to learn to keep in check so that I am not giving unsolicited advice, but the temptation is always there. It's always there. I always can see a business idea. <laughs> I, I'll tell you a funny one. I like funny business ideas. I like to fantasize about them. One, I, where did I hear this? I don't even know where I heard it. Something was on TV, and I think somebody said electric wood. And it stuck in my mind, and I'm like, somebody, somebody needs to start a hand carved vibrator business, a sex toy business in which all of the sex toys are wood, <laughs> hand carved wood, but they vibrate and they should call it electric wood. Oh, I'm a genius. You see what I'm saying? You see what I am saying? <laughs> 
But when I started this podcast, I started this podcast about a year after I launched Kick-Ass Switch. What surprised me is people started asking me for coaching. And I've told this story plenty, but if you're new here, I'll tell it again. I kept saying, no, I'm not a coach. I don't want to be a coach. I never thought about coaching. And I told my mom, I think, this at some point. She's like, the next time someone asks you, just say yes. And so I think it was that fall that I finally was like, okay, yes. And a coaching practice was born. And I offered two different styles of coaching. There was life coaching and bizwitch coaching. And far and away, the more popular of the two was the bizwitch coaching. And that is far and away my most favorite is favorite is favorite is favorite thing to do. If you've ever worked with me in that capacity, you know it's true. <laughs> you know it's true. I have to kind of oh, calm myself because I get really excited about this. I am a big fan of, as you know, creating the kick-ass life of your dreams. But my special interest in that is either somebody who is pursuing a dream in the arts or somebody who is starting their own online biz. These things will get a rise out of me every single time. It's a thrill. It's exciting to me. I relate to a dream like that. And so writing this ebook, and I'm still in the process of creating BizWitch 101, but creating this audio journey... To me, it is a delight. It is an absolute joy, despite, despite the reason why this episode is a week late. I have basically not had consistent internet now for a week. This is hilarious, not, <laughs> when you consider that my entire business is online and my son's program, which I'm already having a hard time managing, his day program is now entirely on Zoom. And he has a series of classes every day. So that's entirely online. And then our only TV, it's a fire TV, and it's entirely online. So when the internet goes out, we have no TV, the kid has no program, I have no business. <laughs> it is very, very strange. It really showed me how vulnerable my lifestyle is to this. So maybe it's a little gift from the universe like, hey, yo, maybe you need some backup here. I'm actually not sure what the backup would be, but I think what I need to do is get out ahead of my plans. Maybe by a couple weeks, that would be helpful. I think, to have a thing done before I'm actually talking about the thing. Because I really enjoy, and this is something that is recommended often in the BizWitch world, I enjoy launching a thing, like for pre-orders, and then making a thing as the pre-orders come in. I really like that kind of last minute, living on the edge kind of energy. I thrive there. That's kind of my happy place. But it doesn't really work. When your internet goes out, now does it? <laughs> so for like four days, I didn't have internet, let's say 90% of the time. And then when it would like blink on, I would run over and be like, are there any really important messages I need to see before this goes out? Sometimes I would be right in the middle of writing someone back and then I'd hit send and then it wouldn't go through. And so we had like four days of that. 
AT&T tried to help me on the phone. Like they'll try to reboot your router, I think it is, through the phone. And we tried that. And they're like, have you tried unplugging it? I'm like, yes, I've tried unplugging it. (laughs) Of course. They sent a person out. They said, oh, it must be... This is not how they worded it. It's how I worded it. They needed to send a technician out to look at something rather. And I was like, is this a thing that's inside my house or out on the street, like affecting my neighbors? And they said, it's out on the street. Because I was concerned about a person coming in my house during the time of COVID. And so the guy came out. He ran tests, whatever that means. And he's like, I don't see any problem. At that moment, my internet happened to be working. The kid was watching TV just fine. My internet was fine. And I was like, I swear to you, this is happening. And he's like, okay, let's shut everything down and I'll run some more tests. (sighs) He actually gave me his personal business card to call him directly if this kept going. And guess what? It's still happening. (laughs) It's still happening, which is hilarious. I have a mastermind that I do through Patreon called the Dream Team. And that is the only coaching I do anymore. There are 13 spots on the Dream Team. There's a waiting list. If you want to be a part of it, by the way, you can just email me and be like, hey, put me on the waiting list for the Dream Team because that's all the coaching I do. That's it. That's all I have the bandwidth for, even though I love it. And so each of those people on the dream team, they get a coaching call and then we do a monthly mastermind together. That's tonight. That's tonight. And I'm like, knock on wood, fingers crossed, light a candle, please. Internet, do not screw this up. (laughs) Do not screw this up. Do not, do not, do not screw this up. So y'all can send me some good vibes if you want, although this won't be airing until after, after that. This will be airing tomorrow, I believe. I'm trying to record this thing and then go make some dinner and then this will post tomorrow if all goes well. But here's the thing. I think I just started a recent episode here this way. If you want to make God laugh, tell her your plans. 2020 has made me plan shy. I'm like afraid. I'm afraid to tell 2020 my plans. (laughs) It's like she's just waiting there, waiting to funk it all up. You got a plan? Tell me, tell me. Come on, come on, come on. What can I do to screw it up for you? (laughs) So something I wanted to talk about with all of this is really important if you want to have an online biz, particularly if you're a solopreneur or a personal brand and people know you as your business. You are responsible for every single thing that happens in your business. Whether it is your fault or not is beside the point. You are the one who has to handle it. You are responsible for it. And honestly, this isn't specifically a biz witch thing. This is a life thing. If you want to live a magical life, you have to take responsibility for everything that happens. And Living this way is really the opposite of having a victim mentality. So somebody could victimize you. You could be the victim of some crappy thing. But taking responsibility for it means you have the ability to respond to that. And if you've developed some kind of spiritual maturity 
you will respond instead of react. So for example, with this whole thing, you know, I really had a hard time in September. Part of that was because I forgot myself. I let myself kind of spin out of control and get overwhelmed and stressed out. And I wasn't taking care of myself in the way that I know how to do. So October, that was September, October comes around and I cannot even, it would bore the pants off you if I sat here and tried to tell you all of the tech issues I have had one right after the next, right after the next. There was this moment where I didn't know if I would have internet. I think it was like Monday and I had an interview for the podcast and by some stroke of luck, the internet was working. I had told the person like, hey, like if text me, if I'm not there, you'll know why. It's because my internet is glitchy and we'll figure it out. But my internet was working fine at that moment. But guess what? Her microphone was not. She was calling in from a phone and so it wouldn't pick up the audio and we had to reschedule. Anyway, then when we rescheduled to do the thing, my microphone was not working. It, it, it's stuff like this. It's stuff like this. MailChimp, which is how I deliver my newsletter, has been so problematic. My website, which I host on Blogger, it wouldn't let me edit pages. Pages. I could not edit pages on my own website for some totally mysterious reason. <laughs> and so I just got very calm and I was like, think about what happened in September. Does freaking out ever make anything better? No, but you know what does? Laughing, having a sense of humor about this shit and just, just keeping really calm and really joyful and flexible and willing to change the plan. Change the plan. You know, I have the plan. This is a very funny thing about me as a person who works with Saturn, and I think it's probably my primary lesson, is I always think I can do more than I can in a set period of time. Saturn is father time. <laughs> father time is always schooling me on what I can and cannot do. I always think, oh, I can totally, on paper, I can make it happen. Like, yes, I can see this, 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 this. I can perfectly do this in this amount of time. But, you know, life does not go easy peasy all the time now, does it? Especially when you don't have the internet. I'm constantly getting bitten in the butt by my own ambition and this sense of wobbly time. This is something I really struggled with living in LA for a long time. I always thought, oh, it takes 20 minutes to get anywhere. <laughs> Come to find out it takes an hour and a half. It only took me years and years and years of running late for everything before I finally was able to surrender and be like, okay, actually, I'm going to need to leave the house like an hour early to get there on time. Time, time, time. Time is a big ass kicker for me. I recorded something that I will definitely share with you all. It's going to go up on YouTube if all goes right. It's kind of a group interview that I did with my friend Jesse Huntenberg and my friend Molly Roberts. They were kind enough to share what they've learned from their own biz witch journeys with, with us all, with us all. It's a really great conversation. But we were talking about how 
Your shadows don't go away. Your shadows are your shadows. Your shadow issues are your shadow issues. So you just keep going around and around and around and around with the same issues over and over again. I think the trick is to turn it into a spiral instead of a circle. So you're not circling around, you're spiraling around. You're growing every time you go back around. <laughs> you get a little bit better and a little bit stronger and a little bit wiser. And you think you might have a situation licked. You might think you're over that bad habit or that quirky thing about you that drives people up the wall. And then it like swings back around and you're like, oh my God, this again, this again. <laughs> So I think October has been so problematic with the technology that all I can do to take responsibility for it is be like, the plan has changed. I actually don't know what it's going to be. I'm just going to be very, very calm. I'm going to practice extreme self-care, do what I can in a day, and let that be enough. Let it be enough. Let it be enough. And I also let me thank new patrons before I get into saying the next thing I want to say that I hope will be helpful. We have, well, just thank you to anybody, by the way, who has ever supported the Hippie Witch podcast ever over on Patreon, but a special thank you to new patrons. Where am I? Sorry. <laughs> There is no, but there is an Amy. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Megan Hefner, Gina Cox, Nora Trejos, Paul Shaw, and Asia Bale. Thank you so much for supporting Hippie Witch over on Patreon. I hope you're enjoying all of the extra content over there. Something that I talk about in the Tao of Bizwitchery in that ebook that I hope you're all running over to download right now. One of the things I talk about is the way of rhythm. And I just want to quickly mention this in the context of, of Patreon is when I first started my business in March 2012, March 5th, 2012, I started with a very specific rhythm. And then if I added something like the podcast, it ended up fitting into that rhythm. So it would be like every Tuesday at noon, there's a podcast. Every Thursday, there's a brand new YouTube video. And then every weekend, there is a newsletter. There was even more than this. I thought I could do so much. <laughs> It was like a weekly book nerd post. And then I was doing something called the witch review, but it was all on a schedule. And the point of this is you create a rhythm. This is an awesome thing to know if you're starting something new, particularly online. You show up at the same time on the same day of the week at the same place week after week after week after week. It creates the habit in you which ends up setting you free. You may have heard me talk about the structure of freedom. That is what this is. It's the structure of freedom because ultimately you end up automating your own willpower and thought process. So you don't have to put so much energy into negotiating with father time. <laughs> you just get into a habit and it just kind of carries you along. So that's the first benefit of getting into a rhythm. The second benefit is 
other people start getting in sync with the rhythm. It creates a kind of entrainment in which people start to expect you to show up at that time, same place, same day of the week. And that creates a rhythm and you're all in harmony together and it's super groovy. And here's what I know for sure. This scares the crap out of people. (laughs) Like when you put it that clearly, it really freaks people out because then they're like, maybe I don't want the people to show up. Oh, what about the expectation? People are going to have expectations of me. And this is why. This is why your online business is a spiritual practice. This among many things. People worry about if it's sustainable. Will I have the energy? Will I have the inspiration? Will I have the creativity? I promise you, if you get into a rhythm and you're completely committed to showing up, something will happen. (laughs) Some sort of creativity will happen and you kind of have to take an attitude of good enough is good enough. So what does this have to do with Patreon? Every single weekend on Patreon, unless it's like a five week month and I decide to take that last weekend off, which I really haven't done in 2020. I've done lots of extra stuff over on Patreon because people are sitting at home. I want to be super duper entertaining And I love those people, so I enjoy creating extra content for them. But every weekend, my commitment is to show up with a new piece of content. So I started out with this public rhythm. Then my business got to a size that I was like, this feels good. Anything more than this is just too much for me to manage. I don't want to manage all of this. So I pulled back on the public content, and then I got into this rhythm on Patreon. Rhythm is magic. It's magical. It's one of the hermetic principles. Hello. Hello, my occultist friends. I hope that you understand the importance of rhythm. And if you have not yet applied it to the way that you work and live, check it out. It's pretty awesome. The last thing that I wanted to share with you is what I thought this episode would be all about. I wanted to share with you my biggest mistake as an online entrepreneur. And it is one that has influenced many other people. I blame Marie Forleo. (laughs) When I started my business in 2012, I had already had a business. I started my first business in the fall of 2003. And then I brought it online the following spring in 2004. That was a pretty successful business. I made I made a, a okay income with it. I got some good press. I had a lot of fun being creative, but it was not what I would call, well, I was going to say it's not what I would call a personal brand. It was very personal. It was my illustrations and my poetry on products, basically. And, 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 I, I it was my first foray into Indie publishing. I published Will Work for Food, a coloring book for grown-ups in 2006, before coloring books for grown-ups were a thing. So I feel a little bit ahead of my time in that regard. But it wasn't a business in which I developed a connection with a following. It was just a constant hustle. Like, I have a new thing to sell. I need to get it in magazines so people buy it. And then that was kind of it. That was kind of the model. And then this wave of creators, this kind of 
team, like these women joined forces. It was Chris Carr, Danny Laporte, Marie Forleo, Gabrielle Bernstein, Kate Northrup. These women had these fantastic ideas. They each had their own individual business. But I noticed they were like interviewing each other all the time, interviewing, <laughs> interviewing each other all the time, talking about each other all the time. Come to find out they had a mastermind kind of thing going on behind the scenes. And they had decided to create a unified front and like all move forward together and dominate the industry. I don't know if they framed it that way for themselves, but that's what they did. And I was paying attention and I was listening to Marie Forleo, who at the time was doing a lot of free, what I would call biz witch content on YouTube. I listened very, very carefully. I redesigned my business based on I was doing some YouTube videos at the time, less than a year after starting my YouTube channel and realizing, oh my God, I'm connecting with an audience. I put together a new business plan and relaunched as Kick-Ass Switch and created a spiritual brand that was really based on relationships, a personal brand based on relationships, developing what I hope are lifelong relationships. Responsibility is a big part of that. Trust is a huge part of that. And to me, that's what a personal brand is about. It's about establishing relationships. Of course, you want to make a living doing what you do. I just find it more fulfilling to serve a specific tribe of people that I get to know and love. And it's just what I personally enjoy. And that's what my experience has been of a personal brand. This is all to say, <laughs> Marie Forleo, let's bring it back to how it's all her fault. The thing that I think <laughs> is maybe the biggest mistake I've ever made. When I was Listening to Marie talk back in the day, she used to talk a lot about being a multi-passionate entrepreneur. And I was like, this is amazing because now I can do all the things. I've always been a person who does all the things. I act, I write, I sing, I draw. And how can I put this all into one business, right? I loved the idea of it. And so I did a lot of things. I did the Book Nerd Weekly. I did the Weekly Witch Review. I did the podcast. I did the newsletter. I did the video. I was teaching people about magic, psycho-spiritual magic, changing your mind. And I, I just did so many different things that it ended up pulling me in a lot of different directions. And at some point, I realized... I'm kidding about blaming Marie Forleo because I think what happened is I misinterpreted what she was saying to some degree. And I could look at her business after I kind of calmed down from the excitement of being a multi-passionate entrepreneur once I was actually fairly successful and built an audience and people were coming at me from all different directions. Like people thought I was all these different things because I wasn't focused in on one thing, when I went back and I looked at what she was doing, I saw she is only doing one thing. She is teaching people how to start and run their own business. That's what she does. That's what she does. And she would talk about how she would pull from her background to create a unique personality, but ultimately her business does 
one thing. And so when people would hire me for business coaching, they would often say, I want to do what you do. I want to do all the things. And I kind of took this attitude of like, listen, do as I say, not as I do. And I would help people focus in. What I'm loving right now is in launching BizWitch. I get a chance to walk my talk because I feel as much as I want to curate and edit and chip away at what Kick-Ass Witch is and create more clarity, it's easier said than done when you have been creating tons and tons and tons of content for many, many years as I have done. It's an overwhelming task to look at it all and be like, holy crap, like, how do I even edit this? Where do I start? I don't want to just delete it all. It's a bit overwhelming. So it's fun now to start at zero, to start from the beginning and walk my talk and to actually demonstrate publicly what I have been telling coaching clients privately for years. And that is much, much easier if you pick one thing, you're very clear about what that is, and you create a consistent, solid through line from beginning to end. From here's the free content that I'm creating on social media or the content marketing to here is perhaps the lead magnet or the free thing that we can take our relationship a little bit deeper, maybe an introductory product. And then here is the big shebang thing that you might want to invest in if you want to go all the way and take what I'm teaching you even further. It's like a step-by-step process. There's layers of intimacy and people can invest at whatever layer they want, but it's a consistent image throughout. So what you are posting on social media is completely in alignment with what your VIP clients, like the most inner circle of what you offer, what their experience is. It's consistent throughout. So a few weeks ago, I started biz underscore witch on Twitter. I started, that's how I started this thing. I started biz witch on Twitter and I started only, only posting about biz witchery on Twitter and I made my first goal to get 100 followers in the first week. I'm actually not going to be making follower goals. I just wanted to cross that 100-person threshold because I knew I could. And it was fun. And it was a nice challenge to just to get some, unment- some momentum going and really kick things off. So I started there just Biz Witch. This is kind of meta. I'm taking you inside the process. Aren't you excited? <laughs> so I started there, right? I'm posting about biz witchery. I'm having to retweet myself often for my main account so that people can see the damn tweets. But, you know, people start coming and they actually like the content. Because in this regard, I do actually know what I talk, I'm talking about. I've been doing this for years, particularly if you consider my first business, which started in 2003, and then all that experience I have as a child of a serial entrepreneur. I have opinions. This is something I'm very confident about. So I was able to hit the ground running, and then despite all of the internet shenanigans, I did finally get my free ebook the Tao of Biz Witchery, posted on Gumroad. So now when you go 
to my Twitter account. This is just going to be a Twitter thing, I think, for now. That's just, I want it simple. I want it clean. I want to demonstrate this idea of how simple something can be and how you do not have to have a humongous following to have a nice, small, successful business that pays your bills, you get to do something you love, and you're not like chasing all of these vanity metrics. It's not about optics. It's just about service and value. I'm excited to do this. So I was able to create the ebook and then I created a little header that goes across the top of my Twitter that's like, get the free ebook. So it's a one, two, three step. You can consume the content for free on Twitter and I hope that you're getting something out of it. It's value done. If you want to learn more, you can get the Tao of Bizwitchery and go a little bit deeper. There will ultimately, heads up, spoiler alert, be an audio journey called BizWitch 101. And that is if you want to learn the nuts and bolts of how to really do this thing and how to make a living doing what you love as soon as possible. This is a passion of mine. It's something I'm excited about. And I, I'm explaining to you no secrets. This is literally the plan, the design. This is how it works. I want you to be able to see how it works. And I hope that's what I'm doing. And let me know if you're getting it. If you're like, oh, I totally see how this is working. Because I think there's so much information online that it sometimes can be overwhelming. And so it was fun to me to just be able to strip it back and be like, hey, look how simple this is. I'm going to start from zero and I'm going to build a thing and you get to watch me do it so you can do it too. You can start from zero and then you can be paying your bills in a relatively short period of time. It's magic. Focus. Clarity. There's so much power in focus and clarity and as a witchy person, somebody who loves magic, I have found that this is the piece that is actually the most complicated. Manifesting is not that hard, but manifesting with specificity and actually calling in exactly what you want can be. Like you need to be very, very specific and clear, or you can call in a whole bunch of nonsense or People just can't get past the choosing part. They're like, I want to do this thing and this thing. I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur. And it just creates a lot of confusion and chaos. And so there's not one clear channel, if that makes sense. You want to create one clear channel. I also, just one more thing I want to add before I let you go here is once you learn how to do this, you can do it again and again and again, like, being an entrepreneur, launching a business or a product is a skill and you can develop that skill and no one can take that away from you. So if one business gets going and you decide this is really chaotic, I don't like it or it's gotten too big or it's not really hitting the way I wanted it to hit, but I actually know how this works now, you can take what you've learned and you can start again. Lots and lots of people have done it. This is a skill like any other. So wherever you are in the process, celebrate that. Celebrate what you've learned and know that you are developing a skill that you can use to take care of yourself and to take care of other people. 
for many years to come. So I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you'll run over and pick up a copy of the Tao of Biz Witchery, 13 Ways Your Online Biz Can Be a Spiritual Practice. And until we meet again, much love to you. Peace.